0: Oh, my God.
1: You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio.
2: And it's time for humanity to stand up in the info war and say, I don't know what's going to happen at the end of this, but
3: you want to fight? You better believe you've got one.
4: It's Monday, December 18th of The Information War. It's Alex
2: Jones. It's Monday, December 18th. Live show coming up in five minutes. But first, Klaus Schwab Christmas carols.
3: Hello. My name is Klaus, the Situation Schwab. This Christmas cuddle up with your loved ones while you enjoy a delicious holiday feast of new ferns and crunchy crickets and pop in a very special collection of songs. The World Enslavement Forum presents Waxmas It's 23. I'm dreaming of a great reset like communism just in smart Gene Selection and I Detection And Tone Surveillance Everywhere Last Covid I gave you my check But for every new stash you had to refresh This year a new pandemic is here Get ready for forced injections On the fifth day of lockdown My government gave me Five stinky masks Four Covid tests Three boosters Two sudden deaths And attempted genocide Police at your door Police at your door Police at your door, going your own food is not allowed anymore. You better not ask or lift an eyebrow. Why people are dying suddenly now. Cancer Klaus is coming to town. I don't want a lot for Christmas. Just control humanity, maybe release new hybrid species, like a monkey-manatee.
0: Please kill me.
3: I just want to rule the world, every tree and every bird. That is my goal. All I want for Christmas is your soul. Fate for this
4: sis. We don't want a lot for cray. Go hang
3: out with your lizard buddies
1: and have some fresh and
3: dread no I see you in a minute and I swear total
2: resistance to you and everything I've got. Go f yourself. Is that clear?
1: Hey Bob. On your human psyche. The vaccine comes straight from the Faza Lab. A healthy body don't surrender to the jab. Their business is done by murdering millions of people. <laughs> oh, easy there, buddy. I want everybody to stop dying. All
3: we want for Christmas is a role of
1: human resistance.
5: All we want for Christmas. free.
1: 5203 is elusive. So we have been right there
3: in Sydney.
2: This is an emergency transmission from FEMA region 6 in occupied North America. There is a war happening now it will decide the fate of humanity the time to choose sides has come we are the resistance we are the info war get ready folks
3: it's monday december
2: 18th 2023
4: From the front lines of the information war, it's Alex Jones.
2: Things are getting even more crazy by the hour. It's 322 days, 12 hours, 53 minutes, 37 seconds. The most important election in world history. A referendum on human liberty and the Great Awakening versus the Great Reset and the Build Back Better collapse Civilization. Thank you again so much for joining us today. Got a very special guest blowing the whistle on the FISA court and the police state against America. And what they personally witnessed, we're going to be covering that in the third hour. We're going to be opening the phones up here in the first and Second hour today, interspersed with massive key news across the board. German Defense Minister Moll's resumption of the military draft a week after the German Chancellor said they may declare a national emergency and get on a war footing against Russia. Ukraine's top spy admits failure of forced conscription. Russia's not a threat to NATO. Member state Hungarian foreign minister says U.S. military faces mutiny of enlisted Gen Zers as TikTok virus spreads. Doctors in meltdown as mystery China virus stops responding to all antibiotics. New road plans promise to charge electric vehicles while driving. Wait to hear about that. CCP Tide Group is quietly fueling U.S. based climate initiatives to shut down U.S. industry. Of course they are. Big stack of news on the latest unfolding in Israel and in Palestine and the Gaza Strip. And so much more on that front. Big announcements from Larry Flink, Fink, and BlackRock, admitting they're getting major heat from governments and state governments in the U.S. and around the world against their ESG initiative. We also have a big article out of the Wall Street Journal, The Era of Big Taxes is Upon Us as we are being maneuvered towards total collapse and bankruptcy. FBI secretly taped James Biden, Obama's brother, O'Biden's brother, as it probed attorney who paid $100K to his consulting firm. Now they've been watching him with over 40 agents for a decade plus, so they can blackmail them, absolutely incredibly corrupt. New York Mayor Eric Adams, Democrats underestimated the border crisis. Yeah, right. And so much more. We're going to be getting to today. we got some big poison shot news. EU dumps at least 215 million COVID vaccines worth $4.4 because nobody's taking them. Obama sounds alarm on Trump victory in 2024 as deep state struggles to launch race war. They're trying to get Clarence Thomas to recuse himself on the Trump case now before the Supreme Court. Uh, with uh, Jack Smith corruptly trying to politically ram it through before the election, and i got to tell Clarence Thomas something, I think he knows this, if he recuses himself in this case, they're going to make him do it on everything, and he'll basically be forced to step down. We do not want that. He's done nothing. It's absolutely ridiculous. But that's their attempt, again, to bully the Supreme Court and to allow them to take the entire United States down into the new world order. Another big article here. Out of KUT here in Austin, that's PBS. Texas power plants have no responsibility to provide electricity. Did you hear that? Texas power plants have no responsibility to provide electricity in emergencies. Judges rule. And that ties into the EVs and more. They're going to sabotage the old grid. Remember Lahaina in Maui? Where for six, seven years since BlackRock took control of it, they said we're not upgrading any of the transformers, cutting any of the brush or fixing any of the bad old carbon-based technology. And so then the brush got caught on fire and the transformers exploded and you saw that firestorm kill all those people, destroy that area. This is all part of the old infrastructure not being updated. And then they build all these boondoggles, like putting power coils under the cement. So when you drive down the road... These electromagnetic systems can basically scan your car with smart systems like smart meters, but also bathe you in electromagnetic radiation while it supposedly charges your car. Unbelievable. We're going to be getting to all of this and more today. And I'm going to get to calls this hour, actually. And so we'll fire up the phone system after we go to break here in about six minutes. And then when we come back from break, we will start getting your calls on the board, we'll start taking your calls a little bit after the bottom of the hour. But man, this news is all just insane when you pull back and you really start to digest it and you realize that the globalists are going ahead and going for broke. We have seen the president, the secretary of state, the secretary of defense, a bunch of Congress members, and, The House and Senate. We've seen the German defense minister. We have seen massive statements by NATO that they are gearing up and mobilizing. And and NATO is a mobilization against Russia. That's why it was founded after World War II, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, for direct war. And Biden says if you don't give us 106 billion more, which you didn't get, your sons and daughters could be fighting and dying in Ukraine against Russians in just a few months. That's holding a gun to everybody's head, and I've been hammering that for the last few weeks. And here it is, ladies and gentlemen. German Defense Minister Moll's resumption of military draft. German Defense Minister Boris Pistorius on Saturday suggested possible reintroduction of the compulsory military service in the country, calling its suspension a mistake despite the reasons that have existed at the time. Also, the main EU defense board came out on Friday, and we covered this on the Saturday and Sunday shows we did here, and said, Europe is going to a war economy in the future. So higher taxes, regulations, AI control, robotics, and militarization. So the globalists have gotten the West deep in debt, trained young people to be lazy and not work, set up their forced injection global protocols, they're bringing in their ESGs, bringing in their central bank digital currencies, the the programmable money, and now they're saying we're going into a war economy and you better just get used to massive taxes. It's being announced in Europe, it's being announced in Australia, being announced in the US and Canada, being announced in the UK. The era of big taxes is upon us from the Wall Street Journal. With debt more expensive Rich countries are turning to voters and businesses to pay for growing spending needs. We're already spending 42% of the taxes to pay the interest on the debt. Now, when you get up to 40% of the money your country raises for debt service, you're in a banana republic. And now they're saying it's going to get worse. The inflation, the regulation, the cost of loans for the average company or person. But the globalists under the ESGs and BlackRock, they'll have unlimited interest-free money as long as it's spent the way they want. As long as it's spent to destroy the old system that worked great and bring in the bridge to nowhere, the ESG system. Rich countries are raising more money from taxpayers than they have in decades to finance a burst of state spending and surging interest rates, making borrowing less attractive. Tax revenues have risen to record levels, As a share of economic output in the number of major economies, including France, Spain, South Korea, according to data published by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, that club of mainly rich countries. And the OECD was set up as the Marshall Plan to absorb Europe after World War II. And they've said once they collapse the world economy with the Great Reset, it'll be the OECD worldwide with the private central banks that rolls out the, quote, bailout of the planet and the build back better new system. But first they have to collapse the old system. This is a big, big deal. We're going to be getting more uh, into this report and all of these announcements here today. Mm -mm -mm. They are really, really positioning us for a hellish world. And all the leftists think they're about to get free college and free goodies and all these wonderful things. All you're going to get's open borders, total crime, poverty, feces all over the ground, needles, euthanasia, and new deadly viruses. We'll tell you about that when we come back. Please stay with us. Please remember, my new book The Great Awakening is going right to number 1. It's all, it's already number 1 on a bunch of charts. Plus it funds this operation. It's twice the length of the last book. It's full of solutions. It's amazing. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next great renaissance. Infowarstore.com. Get a signed copy as a fundraiser I thank those that have I want to ask others that want to keep us on here to do that That's the action point Please go to Infowarstore.com. Get a signed copy or unsigned copy At Infowarstore.com. A signed copy is like $30, $29 A signed copy is $100 And that's what it takes to fight the globalists We have storewide free shipping Including on the book Double Patriot points And X2 selling out but still discounted Turbo Force 10 hours clean energy back in stock so many other great products like Down and Out Sleep Formula, a Vitamin Refusion, DNA Force. It's up to 60% off. Do your Christmas shopping with us, and we appreciate you. These are great products that work really, really well. Infowarstore.com, Infowarsstore.com or 888 In case you haven't noticed, world government, globalism, The attack on the family, open borders, fentanyl, wars, tyranny, surveillance, censorship, Satanism is all out of the open. But finally, people are waking up and realizing the threat. And it's InfoWars. The enemy recognizes is right at the tip of the spear. And that means you're the tip of the spear. And I'm asking all of you now more than ever to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, and to get great products at Infowarstore.com that will enrich and empower your life. X2 sold out for over a year. Back in stock, selling out, discounted. Storewide free shipping. Double Patriot points. TurboForce, the strongest, most powerful nootropic out there. It is discounted. Back in stock. Infowarstore.com. Get TurboForce. Get all the great products at Infowarstore.com. And I thank you all for your support. God bless and good luck. You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Steve Mannon, last night, raised the alarm. Let me give it to you
1: straight. If you're under 35 years old, you are screwed. Let me be blunt you're screwed. You know why? For the, and they've just, they, they say it out loud. It's just not the lawfare and coming after you. If you get out of line, they're going to other you or make sure you get bounced from your company or all the propaganda and the climate change and the anxiety and all the drugs they gave you when you were kids, right? Everything to break people, not to support them and make, have them fulfill their destiny. Here's how I know they're going to, they're going to come after you even worse. Look at what the Federal Reserve and the Treasury said the other day. Right? They're gonna have four rate cuts. They're gonna flood the zone with fiat currency. They're gonna, we have $34 trillion in debt as of tomorrow, not $33. we have added a trillion dollars in 90 days. We're trailing 12 months is 2.5 trillion of deficits. Our deficit is $200 billion a month. You would never do this kind of Keynesian st- stimulus except they're doing it to defeat Trump. That's the convergence of the forces. And, they are sacrificing every person in this room and the nation under 35 years old.
2: And they're going to euthanize all the old people with poison shots. They're coming for everybody. Wall Street Journal, the era of big taxes and upon us, regulations, controls, and then the big mega banks have unlimited money. Nobody else does, but don't worry. Once you go bankrupt, they'll put you on an ESG-controlled universal basic income. And the ESG is the rules of where you can spend it, how you can spend it, where you can live, and what you can do. There'll be money for a 250-square-foot apartment, coffin apartment. There'll be money for bug protein. There'll be money for your 5G phone. There'll be no other money for anything else. That is their official plan. Three years ago, we're in New York during the lockdowns. They have giant murals up at the U.N. saying, soon you'll own nothing and you'll like it. The same thing the WEF said that's now officially part of the U.N., at the highest level, with the Security Council. And they had other big posters saying, soon you won't live in cities, you'll live in communes. They collapse the cities with crime and come back in and build communes within them. Giant open-air re-education camps, and they've turned the third world off through IMF and World Bank loans. Over 100 countries were told, you can't ranch, you can't farm, you can't have manufacturing. And they've done polls of the illegal aliens coming in from all the world, 90-plus percent say... We're here because we're starving. There's no jobs, but the U.N. refugee camps give us free money and tell us, come here. Now it's 13,000 a day. They're catching. They estimate 80% don't even get any contact with the Border Patrol. And the numbers are getting worse by the minute. I'm going to play you a clip from Fox News. Quote, authorities, the ones running the tyranny, are... Suspending railway operations completely at the southern border. All those railways in Texas, Arizona, California, Fox. Authorities are suspending railway operations at the southern border to free up agents to help with the flood of illegal immigrations. In other words, they're shutting down international commerce in order to help speed up processing of these migrants who they told come here who say, thank you, Joe Biden. And now in the Red Sea and other areas around the Middle East, they're suspending major oil shipments because of all the missile attacks out of Yemen. Are you starting to figure out what's going on here? All the food processing plants blowing up. All the manufacturing plants blowing up. Record levels. We're being taken down, folks. We're being taken down. Here's the Fox Club
0: take a live look at our Fox News drone over in Eagle Pass. They have had another mass illegal crossing out there. You can see hundreds upon hundreds of illegal immigrants waiting for processing there. You might be able to see a bridge off in the background. That is where the trains come in. Well, CBP has announced they are suspending railway operations to move CBP officers down into the field to help Border Patrol with processing. In other words, Harris, they're shutting down international commerce in order to help speed up processing of these migrants many of them again will be released and back out here live mm-hmm. december is traditionally one of the slowest months at our southern border but uh, the border patrol union tells us right now their numbers show they are on track to potentially have the highest single month of arrest they have ever had at our southern border
2: and when they arrest them they bring them to your town and then in chicago they're given ninety thousand dollars a year her family to start as a magnet to suck them up here. And now California, New Mexico, Illinois are hiring illegal aliens as police officers. It's red dawn in slow motion. Look at this. Mentioned it earlier. Fox News. CCP Tide Group is quietly fueling U.S.-based climate initiatives, tax filings. And it goes through. The group's wanting to shut off fossil fuels, shut down the coal plants, CCP funded, Saudi Arabian funded. And they have their buddies in our government that are heavily invested there as the middlemen. They're shipping what's left of our jobs overseas, making it impossible to operate. And now they're making announcements all over the country. No more money for building traditional roads. They're building roads just for EVs in Florida. You heard me right. And they're putting power cables under the road. But don't worry, they said it's coming to a road near you. And they're going to do it on regular roads. So you don't have to pull over and charge. You just drive down the highway while all that radiation, same stuff comes out of power lines that makes people sick on record. New road plans promise to charge electric vehicles while driving. Electric vehicle owners have been... Notified of a new road plan that promises to act as a charging station as cars drive down the road in Florida between Lake and Orange counties, EV enthusiasts are excited about what has been dubbed the tremendous evolution. And you're paying for it, ladies and gentlemen. Starting to figure all of this out. Meanwhile, this ties into it. Texas power plants have no responsibility to provide electricity in emergencies, justices rule. The decision now leaves the families of those who died during 2021 when the feds ordered the power not to be boosted. The decision now leaves families of those who died during 2021 blackouts unsure where next to seek justice. It's out of PBS in Austin. Almost three years since the deadly Texas blackout, where the feds uh, ordered the state not to boost power. A panel of judges from First Coast of Appeals, First Court of Appeals in Houston, have ruled that big power companies cannot be held liable for failure to provide electricity during a crisis. The reason is Texas deregulated energy market. No, that's not the reason. They went a week before the Blue Northern hit and said we need to be able to up power. But those were coal power plants and gas plants, and they said no. That's what happened. It was on record. Oh, no, it's because we're deregulated with ERCOT. Yeah, right. 250 people at least died in the weeks of no power. And they tell you the police have no liability to protect you, which how could they? But then you're not supposed to have a gun in blue cities and blue states, but they have no obligation to protect you. Starting to figure this out. All right. uh, I was going to take calls, but I forgot that they they just added a new gas, one of the big DHS whistleblowers on the human trafficking and the border collapse. That's perfect to have one of these great congressional folks have testified to Congress coming on and we have another whistleblower on in the third hour so we're going to take calls today but we will tomorrow we're going to come back and plow through all the rest of the big news straight ahead wait till you hear what I'm going to cover next Infowars.com When I say this I mean it from the very bottom of my heart I want to say thank you to all the viewers and listeners for supporting the broadcast over the years. We together have changed the world at an incredible level. And I want to salute the crew as well and all of our sponsors and supporters. Ladies and gentlemen, wow, the fight has really been joined with the globalist. And as we go into 2024, the most important election in world history, it is now more important than ever to get around the censors and override the globalists. So keep spreading the word about the broadcast. Keep sharing the articles and videos. Keep praying for the broadcast and our reporters and the crew. And shop at InfoWarsStore.com, where for Christmas, we have the biggest sales of the year, double Patriot points, store-wide free shipping, up to 60% off on products like BrainForce Plus, BrainForce Ultra, TurboForce is back in stock, X2 is back in stock, FazzoBulls. Beaches is back in stock. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, it's all there. My new book, The Great Awakening. Do your Christmas shopping there, get great products, and fund the info war. Thank you.
4: You're listening to The Alex Jones Show. Love. From the InfoWars.com studios, you're listening to The Alex Jones Show. So the border is
2: totally open by design. They're offered all these freebies. They're able to vote in hundreds of blue cities. They're able to become police officers and rule over us. Here's a couple Democrat congresspersons saying it's racist to have any border at all while their own Democrat mayors beg the illegals not to come here. It's sick. Here it is.
1: I want to speak quickly to the Democrats in the Senate and others who are considering supporting this proposal. If you do so, you will be surrendering to right-wing racism. And more than that, you will be enabling it.
5: I'm very concerned because the Republicans have never gotten immigration right. That's just the fact of it. Um, There's not very much that the Republicans get right in general. And so to basically say that issues of national security as it relates to how we're going to take care of our allies should be tied to this mangled immigration process is absolutely insane. I mean, when you look at somebody like Greg Abbott, my governor, and his solution, his solution is to basically say, hey, we're going to kill people that are trying to come in. Like, that's not a solution. Like, the Republicans don't have the solutions. They want to continue to defund the
2: aid that is going not the aid, but they're continuing to defund um, border
5: security. Well, I mean, who's going to sign up for this job and you're not paying worth anything?
2: Now I want to say something here that's really, really important. Everybody is looking at this, the situation in Israel and the Gaza Strip as, are you for Israel or are you for the Muslims? I don't like Israel carpet bombing the area. I don't like the things that are happening there and going on. I said the only way they could go in and do it is if they did that, and I said it was wrong, and would be a giant PR disaster, not just to mention those that get killed. But there is this obsession with only talking about Israel. And when I get up here and say, look, here's China controlling a bunch of the environmental groups, cutting off our energy, I see the comment flooded, well, why are you coming up for Israel? As if that's the only issue in the universe, and that's a mental illness in my view. The left wants open borders, and they're bringing in massive hordes of Islamists to Europe and the U.S., as well as Canada and the U.K., and they are organizing them to vote communist and socialist and Democrat, 90-plus percent, look it up, and they're allied with big academia and the left, and I've got the articles here where more and more, quote, black Americans identify with the Muslims, And that's being taught in the prisons. And then it's another fifth column voting Democrat. So separate Israel from this discussion. What about the Islamists coming here and voting with the Democratic Party? And what about all the Hamas and Hezbollah sleeper cells that the FBI is letting come into this country and into Europe who are going to attack people? And when they do, the government's going to take the general public's rights away. And that's BS. I'm, I'm trying to have a discussion about the issue. Like, hey, I don't want to shut down our coal power plants. Why are you covering up for Israel? Hey, I think fentanyl's killing a lot of people. we got to do something. Why are you up for Israel? Hey, there's a lot of election fraud. Why are you up for Israel? It's, it's, it's a mental illness. I'm up here trying to promote freedom for everybody. And th- this idea that Jews run everything becomes this giant distraction from, I'm just opposing the policies, whoever runs it. And I know who runs it. BlackRock controls eighty eight percent of the world's finance and resources and companies. They admit that. So I name names. Larry Fink, BlackRock. And and there, you know, that that's who. And then Bill Gates is over the science and the tyranny there, and Klaus Schwab's their spokesperson, and King Charles is their leader now. And I'm 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 there opposing them. Whether you're King Charles, who's an Eastern European, or or whether you're Larry Fink, who's Jewish, I, I don't look at it. As that, I, I look at it as they're a globalist, they're an enemy. Klaus Schwab's a German, I'm against him. I, I come out against uh, Benjamin Netanyahu when he was pushing poison shots and saying, we're using Israel as guinea pigs, it's terrible. My job's easy, I oppose the policies and the bad ideas. And, and, and so whenever I ask somebody who's on the show and I have these people on that just talk about nothing but Israel and I wanna hear from them, and I say to them, Okay, but what are we going to do about the giant Muslim hordes that are here that are almost all voting Democrat or, or Labor or Communist or Socialist, depending on the country? And they're allied with all the big universities and the power structure. The power structure wants them here because they actually work for them. And Biden gave $6 billion to Iran, who then gave it to Hamas, who did launch the attack. that gave Israel the pretext to do this. There's a larger picture. We're smart. We need to figure out exactly what the next move is. I'm not against the Ukrainians. I'm not against the Russians. I love Americans. I love everybody. But the West did start the war nine years ago with Russia. They did overthrow the government. They are escalating the national drafts in Europe and and, and, and civil emergencies and massive taxes and total tyranny. World War Three is not Jewish or Muslim. World War Three is a human issue. World War Three is not a Russian-American issue. It's a human issue. I look at things through the real political lens of what's going on. I want our energy turned back on. I want cheap energy again. That's the biggest thing we can do to help the people. And I have a big tent here, folks. I want Muslims and Christians and Jews and Hindus and Buddhists. And if you're an atheist, fine. You can be an atheist against World War III. I'm not attacking you. And I'm really trying to have a big tent here. But if you look at the Hegelian dialectic of how they're crashing Islam into the West and then Islam votes almost 90% Democratic or more in some local elections, like 95%. And you look at the squad and all this, it's, 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 it's dominated by Islam. And Islam, once it gets a certain percent in the country, always takes over. The Crusades were a response to Islam. I don't hate Muslims. And the Muslims have been standing up against the left's sexualization of children and stuff, but they still vote Democrat. So all I'm saying is, how do people that only have Israel on the brain respond to the power structure, the big banks, the deputy director of the CIA posting pro-Palestinian images? That doesn't mean you're for the mass killing of the Muslims, I'm saying the power structure has a larger plan here. And that's what I'm trying to get people to talk about. I mean, look at this right here. I'm going to skip this break. Watch. Michigan imam posts rant urging Muslims to wage jihad against infidel West. And this is going on everywhere. Holy war. And the Muslims always say, well, there's three types of jihad and We're not practicing the third type of violence right now. Not yet. Ladies and gentlemen, they've brought in an incompatible giant group. And now a large slice of the illegals coming across are Islamic military-age men. And it's a time bomb that the Democratic Party behind the scenes has control of. And they're working with Iran. And they've been working. And this went on with the folks that got rid of Jimmy Carter. That time, the Democrats weren't in control of Iran. But... The Republicans were. They made a deal with the hostages, and that whole thing was a setup. So, and and you know about Carter helping set up the Mujahideen and then Reagan expanding it, and it was under the command of Osama bin Laden. So there's this weird, sick, behind-the-scenes relationship with Western intelligence agencies and the globalists, with Islam, the worst factions of it. And you've got American flags getting torn down everywhere, and Islamic flags being put up. And I say, that's that's BS. And then I get pushback from the supposed populist right wing saying, oh, you're work for Israel. Did you cash that check today? And I'm like, no, no, respond to what I said. The left is of with radical Islam. They're being brought in in record numbers. It's being used as destabilization action. Separate Israel, bombing of Gaza, not good, indiscriminate killing, it's out of control, ceasefire. That's not what I'm discussing here. I'm discussing the Islamic issue. Separate the two. But see, in that world, only Jews are bad. Only Israel is bad. And all evil comes out of there. And so when I say, hey, China owns four of the six Hollywood production houses, why cover up for Israel? I didn't say China runs every aspect of Hollywood. They own it. And they are financing race war garbage. And TikTok, break up the family garbage. And I'm not blaming the Chinese people. I'm saying China's a billion and a half people and it's our main rival and it's paid off most of our politicians. At the highest levels, including Republicans, we've got to address that. And so much of the American populist movement is now aligned with the left. It's like 90% of what you see all over the place. And it's, 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 it's the new thing. Well, I was against the new thing, which was, the lockdowns, the police state. And I was against the next new thing that was the carbon crisis and, and the global warming, climate change BS. And I was against the next thing uh, That you know that, that's the uh, Ukraine war. And now the next thing is any Muslim period is perfect and they can burn all the American flags they want and they can do whatever they want. And they can go to Jewish grocery stores and yell and scream at random Jews, most of which are liberals that actually support a two-state option. It's all very dumbed down. And this broadcast is not about being dumbed down. It's about really learning how things work. And our energy is being cut off. Our borders are being dissolved. I don't care if the politician is Irish or Jewish or Chinese background. If you're an American, you should be against this crap. And I've been highly critical of Israel and the fact that the Israel lobby has lobbied to take our guns, but then they want Israelis to have guns, which I think they should have guns. Everybody should have guns. And so I've I've been critical of that, but the people that then say I'm wrong about this, they don't have an intellectual debate. They, They don't have a real discussion. I really want to save civilization. I really want to stop the Great Reset. I really pointed out day one, Israel obviously stood down. Who gave that order to stand down? I think this is a behind-the-scenes deal that's been made at the highest levels, and now it's overwhelmingly clear that this is a setup. So what is the setup for? A clash of civilizations,
5: terror attacks. The people of Gaza were being massacred. They replaced the sharia of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and beloiled the enemies of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave permission for those transgressed and to defend themselves. They don't need the permission of any filthy ruler in the UAE or the filthy rulers in Biraid al Haramein. It's about time the Muslims. Especially the youth in the West. It's time for them to understand. What should already be known. That the Kafir West. Particularly the US. Are enemies of Muslims. America is a vicious enemy of Muslims. I strongly advocated. And showed proof for the boycotts. And I still do. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reward those who call for it. But they're not the solution. If you can't raise your child telling him you want him to grow up to be a mujahid in a shaheed, then you're the root of the problem. Rawafid don't ever bring victory to Muslims. If there's any treacherous traitor, worse than the Yehud, it would be the Rawafid. There's no Philistine with the state borders of 1967. That's the def- that, that's the tone of the defeatist and surrenderist.
2: So they're bringing in tens of millions of people that literally hate this country and have a chip on their shoulder and believe they're going to rule the world under their religion. And then I raise that to populists and nationalists and they just say, we love the Muslims now. Bring more over, let them run our lives, because that's what they're essentially saying. We love the Democrats backing them. We love saying they're always the victim and they're perfect and they're little sweetie pies, all because of a tiny war in comparison on the outskirts of Israel. And I'm not lessening the 15,000 dead Palestinians, but I'm saying we've got 20 million dead from the poison shots. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about Borla. Let's talk about Tedros. Let's talk about Fauci. Let's talk about Klaus Schwab. Let's talk about Bill Gates. Let's talk about what's really going on here. But the globalists love infighting. They love it. And so they're bringing all these people in. And when they strike, when there are terror attacks, well, back to groping your genitals at the airport while the border is wide open. Here's Colonel McGregor breaking down some of this.
6: Who is Victoria Newland? Oh, goodness gracious. All these hard questions. <laughs> I, I do not know Victoria Newland personally. I, I know Fred Kagan, and his brother Bob is married to her. And she's a long-term uh, committed neocon. Uh, this is someone I would not characterize as either Democrat or Republic. These are people with this agenda. And the agenda says until the entire world is garrisoned by U.S. forces and is converted forcibly to some form of democracy that we approve of, uh, the world will not be safe and we must continue to fight. And I think in the in the case of Russia, Russia has special appeal because I think these people have ancestors who came from that region of the world and have a permanent axe to grind with the Russians, uh, which of course I don't. I don't think most Americans do, and nor do I think anybody in government should shape policy based on whatever... Unhappiness their ancestors, you know, experienced in, in a place like Russia. So I, I, that's a that's a nutshell. But I think that's enough. And wherever she goes, uh, usually there is conflict, crisis, and fight.
2: Now the last it's got to be 15 or so interviews I did with Michael Malice. You name it. I brought up the real history of this. This is important. When he mentioned me, he, he mentioned one group. Who's he talking about that have an axe to grind with Russia? Well, for people that love to say Jews run everything, you're going to love this. I just covered the facts. The Trotskyites got kicked out by Stalin. They were mainly Jewish. Leon Trotsky went to Mexico. He got killed there by a Stalin assassin with a hatchet or a, 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 an ice ice axe. And they came and they took over the Republican Party and they, to great extent, and they set up the neocon movement we have today. That's even in the New York Times-Washington Post. That, that's a fact. It was about 110,000 Jews at the end of World War I were financed by British intelligence to leave New York City, Brooklyn mainly, on boats. And they went over to Europe, got on a train with hundreds of millions in gold. This is all history, not debated. And went in for the October Revolution, 1917. And so, yeah, Trotskyites got kicked out. They came over here. Uh, but, but Zbigniew Brzezinski's not Jewish. He's also a big... Russophobe and was obsessed with it, and then it gets worse. Then you have the actual Nazis, who the, one of the main battlegrounds was Ukraine in uh, World War II, probably the most dominant battleground of all of them, where the real fighting went on between the Russians and the Germans. Twenty-something million died on each side, and you had all those rich, powerful Nazis that were left that had hidden wealth, like the deputy prime minister of uh, Canada, who's the deputy head of the WEF. Her dad was a big Nazi and grandfather, and ran the newspapers in, in Eastern Europe for the Nazis. Look it up. And and that's then the Bilderberg Group and um, this whole eugenics Club of Rome thing. I'm not saying they are Nazis today, but they're totalitarians that have already had a taste of power. So they got beaten by the Russians too. So you've got actual Ezov battalions and the, their, their Nazi brethren around the world, the grandchildren of them with all that wealth. Prescott Bush was the head lawyer for Brown Brother Harriman, Uh, At the end of World War II, they had the Nazi wealth as well. That's what the Bushes are some of the richest family in the world. It's just not known publicly, but it's it's been in the London Guardian and things that they had a lot of the Nazi wealth. And so you've got families that are super rich that are used to overthrowing governments and have a taste of power. So you have the Trotskyites that were Jewish founded and are basically Jewish mainly. About 80% of them are. Look it up yourself. And, And that's still a big powerful group, the neocons and all the wars in the Middle East. And the wars against Russia. And then you've got an allied and and, and defending and giving standing ovations in the Canadian parliament uh, for uh, the, the actual SS officers. So it's a very sick, 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 sick alliance. Yeah, there's the Ottawa citizen. Freeland's granddad, that's deputy prime minister of Canada, was indeed a Nazi collaborator. So much for Russian disinformation. And, and they think you're so dumb. They have an SS officer at 98 years old who actually was part of real massacres of Jews and they're standing ovationing. So yeah, it's actually true. We're fighting World War II again. You got the Trotskyites that are pissed at the Russians because they kicked them out. And then you've got Stalin, uh, I mean, even wrote and said, I'm kicking the Jews out who helped him get power. He double-crossed them. That's historical fact. And, and, and then you've got the Nazis and it just gets sicker and sicker. But see... That's real history. That's real intellectual understanding there and understanding the players. But then you've got communist China as major players. You've got the Arab Gulf states as major players. You've got Israel as a major player. You've got the Vatican as a major player. And the American people are being divided along race and all this stuff, and they don't even know what's hitting them. They don't even know what's happening. And so that's why they've got this big heart on for Russia, is the Some of the dominant political groups in America and around the world are literal Trotskyite communists that are anti-Russian and actual leftovers of the Nazis. Because most of the Nazis went to Ukraine. They didn't go to Argentina or Brazil, like you're told. Look it up. I'm going to go to break. I want everybody to know this. We appreciate all your support keeping us on air. Plus, we have amazing products. If you get your orders in by today, here's a map from the USPS. One-day delivery out of Denver is just right around Denver. Two-day is most of the country. Three-day is the entire country including Hawaii and Alaska. But if you're going to get free shipping and double Patriot points and Turbo Force or X2 or Winter Sun, that's so good to boost your immune system. Finally, back in stock, 40% off, up to 60% off on products, free shipping. You need to get your orders in today. Now, if you're in other areas of the country, most areas you'll still get it if your order gets in tomorrow. But we're shipping the same day or the next day. So you need to get your orders in today. So it ships out tomorrow. So you get it by Friday, no matter where you are, if you want to get it before Christmas. If you don't want it before Christmas, it's not a matter that you can order later. But please do your Christmas shopping with us. We're fighting the globalists. We're, we're winning the battles. We're having huge effects. Plus, these are amazing products that will enrich and empower your life. I was on with Elon Musk for two and a half hours about eight days ago. I said, he said, I don't know the term we should use for being against this depopulation new world order. And I said... How about Team Humanity? He said, yeah, let's call it Team Humanity. So I'm making some shirts. I'm sending some to him. They're getting printed right now. You'll get them after Christmas, but pretty close after Christmas, probably before the new year. Order them now. It's a black shirt that says Team Humanity on the top, under it, Infowars.com. And it has a nuclear family in the middle. It says Team Humanity on the back. It's a unisex shirt. It'll fund the operation. It's a fundraiser shirt. Please go and get the shirt today. Team Humanity, two different designs. Infowarstore.com or 888-253-3139. Also, please do not forget that my book has gone to number one on a bunch of the different subcharts. You want to push it all the way because it has a big effect. The Great Awakening, part two of The Great Reset, twice as long. The plan to defeat the globalists, launch the next great renaissance. The Great Awakening, infowarstore.com or if you want to get it, Amazon.com. And just don't forget, for big fans of it, Turbo Force. It's 10 hours of clean energy, the highest quality, best products and ingredients it will blow you away. TurboForce is back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com or call toll-free, I want to thank you all for your support. We'll continue to tell the truth. No matter where the chips fall, we'll be right back with our number two straight ahead. It's the Alex Jones Show. Stay with us. Please remember, my new book, The Great Awakening, is going right to number one. It's all, it's already number one on a bunch of charts. Plus, it funds this operation. It's twice the length of the last book. It's full of solutions. It's amazing. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the next great renaissance. infowarstore.com Get a signed copy as a fundraiser. I thank those that have. I want to ask others that want to keep us on here to do that. That's the action point. Please go to infowarstore.com Get a signed copy or unsigned copy at infowarstore.com A signed copy is like... 30 bucks, $29, a signed copy is 100 and that's what it takes to fight the globalist. We have store-wide free shipping, including on the book, double Patriot points, and X2 selling out but still discounted, Turbo Force, 10 hours clean energy back in stock, so many other great products like Down and Out Sleep Formula. A vitamin vitamin Fusion DNA force, it's up to 60% off. Do your Christmas shopping with us, and we appreciate you. These are great products that work really, really well. Infowarsstore.com, Infowarsstore.com, or 888-253-3139.
4: Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or FISA Act, was established in 1978 after violations of the Nixon administration forced the hand of Congress to seek judicial and congressional oversight with a secret court of seven Article Three district judges unhindered by checks and balances to oversee the escalating abuse of surveillance by the federal government. As you know, we ourselves do not need to hold any visible office of
7: leadership we control everything
4: 45 years later the fourth amendment violating fisa rubber stamp monstrosity that approves 99.7 percent of warrant requests has become far worse than what it was intended to prevent it's not what we usually think of when we think of a court Uh,
0: we
1: think of a place where we can go we can watch the lawyers argue and it's subject to the uh, glare of publicity But the Federal Intelligence Surveillance Court is anything
2: but public. It's here somewhere inside this sprawling federal court complex off of
4: Constitution Avenue in Washington, D.C. That's right. This is a court so secret, we don't even know exactly where it convenes inside the building. Following 9-11, the Trojan Horse Patriot Act expanded the FISA court's authority. Section 215 eliminated restrictions on the surveillance of businesses and lowered the burden of proof in order to confiscate records previously protected by the Fourth Amendment. Craving deeper control, the Bush administration's Stellar Wind Program secretly authorized the NSA to monitor without a warrant all communications involving any party believed by the NSA to be outside the United States, even if the other end of communication was within the United States.
1: After 9-11, they took one of the programs I had done, or the back end part of it, and started to use it to spy on everybody in this country. So and that, that was a program they created called Stellar Wind. That was the separate and compartmented from the regular activity that was ongoing because it was doing domestic spying. All the equipment was coming in. I knew something was happening, but then when the contractors I had hired came and told me what what they were doing, it was clear where all the hardware was going and what they were using it to do. I realized
7: the U.S. government had stopped caring about what they should do uh, and instead were pursuing uh, as aggressively as possible what they could do. Well, the systems that I had built, the systems that my generation had built, uh, had produced a system that instead spied on everyone.
4: After a congressional mutiny, oversight was returned to the FISA court. However, the FISA Amendments Act of 2008 enacted Section 702, loosening FISA court oversight and increased from forty-eight hours to seven days the length of time American online communications with those living abroad could be surveilled without a FISA court warrant. This eventually led to Congress passing the USA Freedom Act that provided a 180-day sunset provision before eliminating 215 of the Patriot Act and set a discretionary standard for hearing both sides of a case before deciding. In 2020, the DOJ admitted that the secret FISA court had been in league with the FBI and the DOJ issued warrants that abused the FISA process to spy on the Trump campaign. And now in 2023, snubbing their noses at the constitutional rights of American citizens and after months of moving the goalposts, Congress passed the 2024 National Defense Authorization Act containing the reward to the FBI with more communist style control. 278,000 violations of the existing law
0: as the FBI has queried information regarding Americans. When the Obama appointed inspector general was reviewing whether or not the administration was complying with existing law, they found out we were breaking the law 38 times an hour to extend the authorities for spying that were, that were being violated so that people at the FBI could do queries on their neighbors, their co-workers, their ex-lovers. That does not belong in the National Defense Authorization Act.
4: And what does surveilling Americans communicating with foreigners achieve when Congress has allowed a record 8 million non-naturalized possible terroristic threats into the United States under Joe Biden's three-year regime.
8: Border agents are being told to take extra precaution after not one or two explosive devices were found at the border, but 10 IEDs were confiscated by Mexican authorities
2: pledged to you to get some of these heroic whistleblowers from DHS on, and we have one Aaron M. Stevenson, DHS insider and intelligence researcher, specialist for the U.S. Citizenship Immigration Services. We couldn't have a better expert on for the rest of the hour to break down the record level illegal aliens pouring across, the Islamicists, military-age men that reporters we've had in studio have shot in the last few weeks. I mean hordes of men clearly military wearing the same boots uh you know it when you see it this is crazy so why would the fbi and dhs and the government allow this why is workers doing it and then you've got all the child slave labor and the sex slaves and all of it hidden in plain view this is just new footage they've just suspended railway service on the us border with mexico so they can deal with the emergency i mean this is crazy And the Democrats say it's racist if Biden does a deal to at least partially stop this. You tell people they'll be deported. You don't say, when I win the election, as Biden said, immediately surge the border. So I wanted to play just a few minutes of the first Veritas interview back when he was in the dark. Now he's gone public. And then we'll go to Aaron M. Stevenson. We really appreciate his courage and his work trying to save this country and really the world. Here it is.
8: So you blew the whistle on DHS. The last time you spoke to us in the shadows, you told us about some violent criminals, including members of the 18th Street Gang, obtaining work visas, applying to sponsor unaccompanied minor children.
3: We know what they're involved in, specifically sex trafficking, who's trying to become the sponsor for one of these children. If in that time you inform the US government that you have some type of fear, of that your life is in jeopardy and you are put in what's called reasonable fear and it also been called credible fear. Once you, once you make that declaration of my life is in danger, I'm, you know, I may be harmed if, I, if I'm returned home, you're taken off the watch list. And so that makes it a giant loophole. Are
8: you willing to go public? I am. Tell us who you are and what you do.
7: My name is Aaron Stevenson. I'm a federal employee with the Department of Homeland
8: Security. Uh, officially, I'm an intelligence research specialist for USCIS. So these guys are, 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 are trafficked, kidnapped, smuggled children, mm-hmm. and they're let into the country because they claim a, quote, reasonable fear for their safety if they go back to their home country. Correct. And that, in your view, that's a loophole.
7: Well, it is because it's an informal interview done with an asylum officer in which if there's any, if there's any evidence provided at all it's not able to be viewed outside of their own their own workforce do they deny the reasonable fear uh, yeah. you will see plenty that get picked up by border patrol or cbp mm-hmm. and in, in the initial interview they ask them like do you have a fear of being returned home to your country you will see all the time they say no and then a, the a day later two days later when they begin their processing to be removed uh, they will then say oh no yeah totally I have, I
8: have a fear of being removed so eventually they'll get the reasonable fear expectation they just have to keep appealing it. yes So there's nothing there's no there's no brakes on the car what made you decide to go
7: public this is going to be the the biggest change to immigration policy in my lifetime it's being done without anybody knowing what's going on about it and there's been no coverage for the american people to know what's going on so what are we looking at here this is a an email sent out by the director of uscis which notified us about a rule change coming forward which is going to shift the adjudicative authority of defensive asylum away from immigration judges and giving it to asylum officers, which
8: are USCIS. Okay, and so this ex- is public information? It is, yes. This is a proposed rule they want to expedite the adjudication process to get immigrants into the United States. Um, is the USCIS a taxpayer-funded agency? No,
7: so USCIS is fee-funded. All of its operations, all of its, like, its cover overhead, everything is based on uh, the fees that are filed by aliens when they adjust, aliens, of course, being anybody who's not a U.S. citizen. Why should people be
2: concerned? Just like Europe, the very same NGOs that ran that are now running this. You go to the border, you see 25, 30-year-old bureaucrats, communist social workers, basically, directing the border patrol and directing the U.S. military. We've shown you the footage. We're gonna go back down to the border very soon. I'm going back down. Owen's gonna go back down very, very soon. It's incredible. We're gonna skip this break so we have more time with Aaron M. Stevenson. Uh, who, again, is an intelligence research specialist for citizenship and immigration services in a moment. But I want to give you some more background. Here is a short clip of Biden. when He was candidate Biden saying, when I win, immediately surge the border. Here it is.
6: What I would do as president is several more things because things have changed. I would, in fact, make sure that there is, we immediately surge to the border. All those people are seeking asylum. They deserve to be heard. That's who we are. We're a nation that says if you want to flee and you're fleeing oppression, you should come.
2: But you don't need any evidence that you're fleeing oppression. And then they bring unaccompanied children. Now they've stopped the DNA testing that just takes a day or so. So we have no idea where they're going. I mean, this is is slavery 2.0. This is happening while the Democrats are going to pull down the Confederate War Memorial at the cemetery for the dead that the federal government built after the Civil War for reconciliation. I mean, this is insane. Here's one more clip, and we're going to our amazing guest, Aaron M. Stevenson. Here's a short clip of Fox News just last night explaining what's happening at the border
0: a live look at our Fox News drone over in Eagle Pass. They have had another mass illegal crossing out there. You can see hundreds upon hundreds of illegal immigrants waiting for processing there. You might be able to see a bridge off in the background. That is where the trains come in. Well, CBP has announced they are suspending railway operations to move CBP officers down into the field to help Border Patrol with processing. In other words, Harris, they're shutting down international commerce in order to help speed up processing of these migrants many of them again will be released and back out here live Mm -hmm. december is traditionally one of the slowest months at our southern border but uh the border patrol union tells us right now their numbers show they are on track to potentially have the highest single month of arrest they have ever had at our southern border
2: but then if you want to fly let's say i want to go interview tucker carlson next month which we're setting up and TSA might pull me aside and want to grope my genitals. But the border's wide open. So, Mr. Stevenson, uh, I-, I could start so many places, but you're really the expert here, and we appreciate you. And you have came out a while ago, now more and more are coming out, and this has forced us out in the open world. Mayorkas and others now have to admit it is a problem. Just months ago, they were saying there was no problem. You're really the expert, so you can kind of guide this, direct this where you want to go first. I have plenty of questions, uh, but I'd like you to... You- you know, take us to what you think is most important up front and then what we do about this and how we stop this. So thanks for taking time out.
7: Well, thank you, Mr. Jones. Um, I think as a whole, this entire function that Biden basically introduced is a real symptom of a bigger problem, which is the structure of our governance at large and like how our government operates. Um, we've had a birth rate, which is not crested 2.1 for five decades. Um, in those 50 years, only 17 times did we actually even hit 2.0 birth of uh, a birth rate. Sorry. Everything else before that has been like 1.7, 1.8. And going forward, the UN has projected that it's going to be a 1.6 flat birth rate for native US citizens. So to me, the system's starting to fail, and they are trying to artificially inflate a population to ensure that they can sustain their method of, you know, just again, like taxation, social safety nets. Your, your basic way of how they've forced us to live now. Uh, they were starting to kind of crumble on bottom. So they had to quickly, I think, bring people in. Instead of remedy the problem and maybe not tax Americans so much, maybe allow families to grow naturally, um, they chose to do this route. So that to me is the large issue. And all these smaller issues are just like, just by byproducts of it happening in the first place. So they didn't plan to open the border so that way they could sex traffic kids, however, advantageous networks of very, very evil people found ways to go, oh, there's kids here. We can now sex traffic them. We can now labor traffic them. So they're just taking advantage of the situation.
2: Well, that that's what I noticed is they never think second, third, fourth order magnitude. And then I look at the numbers, and you're right. The UN said in 2001, Europe, the West aren't having enough kids. Japan's not. we got to bring in a replacement migration. That's their name. We cover it, and the ADL says we're racist, Though it's in the documents. And then we look at the studies, though. Most of them never get a full-paying job. They're on welfare and have a job, so they won't even become net assets. So that even gets undermined, but they're not thinking multiple magnitudes, and it shows them backtracking, as I mentioned earlier. Now they're admitting it's a major crisis. Please continue.
7: Well, yeah, that's a major crisis because uh, as you bring people in, I mean, obviously you can have the cultural problems as a whole. It's this, That's not a very easy thing to just move populations of people. And this is why you see them continue to move them, not just across the border, but into like designated areas in America. For example, is it artificial or natural that there's a large Somali population in Minnesota? Is it artificial or natural that there is a large like Honduran population in northern Virginia? There's a reason why these things exist. It's mostly because government moves people. Um, this is why you see also historic patterns of a natural Chinatown. like That can exist, right? But then you have an artificial Chinatown in which they do so to... Like create a culture within the city um, but on top of that that's that's a problem that people have to deal with but now you have your actual like security concerns and there is at least three different avenues you've got your national security risks that come in now that's two different categories you got terrorists and international terrorists of ideological concerns but then also your transnational organized crime aliens and those are your violent gang members your ms13 your 18th street gang these are your sex traffickers gun traffickers drug traffickers right But you also still have another huge national security risk, which are like your foreign espionage and your foreign spies. They used to have to come in like very uh, crafted, very um, articulated, like fraud, basically, to establish an identity back in China, for example, where, oh, no, yeah, they never were in the military. They were a student at these universities. Their father was a banker, those kind of things. And it takes years for the FBI to identify like, oh no, that was actually not true. This guy was former military intelligence, or he was former like PLA officer. And it takes time to be able to find those things. Well, now the big problem is that borders wide open. They don't have to set up those patterns. They, they can just come across and say, Well, I'm Chinese and I'm a homosexual. I'll be hurt in my own home country, so I gotta come in now. And by this is a, a USCIS policy, by the way, by declaring yourself as anywhere inside of the LGBT spectrum, so gay, trans, non-binary, whatever. That's like an automatic yes, no matter where you live in the world. If you, oh, you're gay, then yeah, you qualify for defensive asylum or affirmative asylum. And you're basically going to be giving it like no problem at all. And the problem with that is that limits your reporting structure of how you can report this information out. Those cases by themselves aren't even like touched by USCIS. Well, let's explain the that. Reason so I that puts in the file, it blinds the government from ever really. Issues to security. CBP can handle that no problem. This is why you'll never see, uh, you know, counterfeit Nike inside your Walmart. Because Nike doesn't want to lose profits, Walmart doesn't want to get in legal battle. So, and there's this is really a key good point:
2: they could control it if they wanted to. This is deliberate, is what you're saying?
7: Absolutely, because they can control this no problem at all. And you can extend that as well to like produce. They're not going to bring in an invasive apple species, which could decimate, you know, like corporate farms or even just any other kind of agriculture. But when it comes to people at the Southwest border, you can walk right across. Now, when you fly in the country, that's a lot harder. You can actually be you in your in the country you're flying from. You can be not allowed to land. You can be put in a secondary. There's a lot of things that you can do when it comes to airports. But when it comes to the southwest land border, that's, as you see on the screen now, that's walk across, get across. There's no problem at all. The hardest par- part is going to be, obviously, the, the physical endurance you have to do to get traffic. And if Texas areas.
2: puts up a barbed bar wire fence, Biden bulldozes it. That's correct. Wow. Well, I've talked to Michael Yon a lot and other reporters that have been down there. They've been predicting exponential growth for several years, and it's happening just like they said. How, how big is this? How bad is this going to get? I mean, it's already over the top, but it can get a lot worse. Well,
7: it's going to continue to get worse as far as its volume. That'll never stop until it, uh, an executive comes in and puts a stop to this pol- all these policies. But on top of that, this is the big thing, too. Asylum is a route to immigration. Or, sorry, asylum is a route to citizenship. So in like four years, these people can adjust from an asylum into an LPR or lawful permanent resident, your green card holders. A couple years from that, you can apply your N-400 to become a U.S. citizen, be naturalized. So this is a, a three to five, maybe six year process in which these millions of aliens, they can become citizens without having to go through Congress and hear the dirty word amnesty. Well, Biden's policies have basically like circumvented all these things. And this is why it was such a big deal. When I blew the whistle in uh, October 2021 about this rule change of giving the adjudicative authority, taking it from an immigration judge and giving it to an asylum officer, it's a huge deal because immigration judges, um, those are basically just immigration attorneys, but they're put in place by um, the attorney general, so by the director, or sorry, by the secretary of DOJ. That person is a political appointee, so there's at least some accountability to the public, right? But these immigration officers and asylum officers, they're just hired directly by their own agencies. So there's a culture of, I will say, open borders in these agencies, which kind of then continues to manifest these things. Well, immigration judges would deny about, give or take, 85%, 90% of these cases. Immigration officers approve on average about 77 to 80% of these cases. So it's a complete inversion as far as what the, the acceptance rate would be. So these millions of aliens coming across, they're not going to be denied at a rate of 90%. They'll be approved at a rate of 88%. So that's a very, very, I would say, significant thing that's going to happen in the next three to five years.
2: You're the expert. I just talk to other people and read the news, but I see like uh, immig- their first immigration hearings are set up years after they get here. What's going on there?
7: That's just the backlog of so many cases. And that's a, a byproduct of the system as well. Um to do all these things, you have to eventually get to the immigration judge. And that's what the backlog leads to. Um, this is when I first joined USCIS back in 2014. The wait time for like a credible fear case would be like five to seven years. Like It was a very, very long time. Well, in that meantime, they're actually allowed to stay here legally. They can get a, a rubber stamped. It's called I-765. It's a, it's a work authorization card, basically. It's a work permit. And Biden accepted those now for two years. But th- you, you can't deny these. So even if you're, for example, a transnational organized criminal and um, you're part of MS-13, we know you're part of MS-13. We can prove it. It's all classified. This is no problem at all. We can't deny you the ability to work because it's not a uh, status granting application. And this is the way that the administrative state basically calculates things and they kind of model things. There's very little ability for let's say good stewards of the federal government, good employees who really want to continue serving America. They see the fraud, they see the, 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 the risks, all those things. They can't even do their job based on the structure that's been set up by these uh, deep state permanent government administrative state, however you want to call it those officials, which really drive the true policy of the government.
2: And the same blueprint was used already in Europe. So we'll come back from break in a few minutes. we got a few minutes till we got to break big picture here. Let, let me show you footage. There's a bunch of this that, uh, Anthony Rubin was here last week that he shot just days before he got here. And it's a bunch of guys wearing all the same boots. And he, he also caught them before that. And he has footage. They all had brand new shiny Christian tattoos on them. I mean, to me, that's military. They're wearing the same boots. They they're covering their faces up and they've all got brand new on their forearms, Christian tattoos. I mean, that to me sounds like red Dawn. I mean, if I see same boots, you know, same MO and the the, the weather beh- and they all have fresh Christian tattoos. That shows me they're trying to have a cover that they're Latin Americans coming in, but he said they were Islamic and we see the numbers. They admit that massive Islamists are coming in from all over the Middle East Africa. What's your take on that?
7: Uh, I would say the initial analysis that you just said there is completely accurate. It's 100% true. Um, the amount of people coming across we, we can't do background checks on at all. Now, this I'm saying this for a reason as well. We collected on, um, with military intelligence, because I was there in Iraq and Afghanistan, we collected on those two populations for like 20 years. We know a lot about those populations, and we will still miss out on key you know key indicators which identify Iraqis and Afghans as either terrorists or terrorist sympathizers. This would be part of your vetting process, you would think, right? But we still let these people in because we missed the steps. So now you go to any other country that, let's say, has a uh, a militant arm, which doesn't like us very much. This could be anywhere in the world, but specifically a lot of places in the Middle East. Hezbollah. And exactly. Well, key point, by the way, in 2019, I wrote an unclassified intelligence report for USCIS uh, showing like, hey, going back the past three years, let's look at the biggest population of terrorists that we've seen, you know, with USCIS. So whether they're filing for naturalization or – refugee or any type of work visa, if anything at all. And I was expecting to see that like, Oh, it's going to be Afghans and Iraqis, obviously. And it wasn't the biggest population that wasn't like just spouses and children of terrorists. The biggest population came from actually Lebanon. That's going for three years from 2017, 2018 and 2019. And that was shocking to me because there hasn't been no major migration wave from, uh from Lebanon going back to... At least Except like Iran
2: so. just took over Lebanon in the last six, seven years. So they're, let me guess, they're iranian back, sheep-dipped as Lebanese.
7: Well, and the biggest thing about this thing is, uh, the the biggest category of those terrorists, it wasn't like your bomb makers and your fighters. These were recruiters. These were uh, religious leaders. These were people that can provide support. These were financers. It was people yeah, that... Yeah, they
2: were the force multipliers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Keep going, And sir, USCIS...
7: Sorry. Well, no worries. Uh, USCIS chose not to publish that report. Don't know why. Uh, we proved it. It was very mathematical. It was very logical. And when it came to the front office leadership, they just didn't give us the okay to publish it to the rest of DHS.
2: Wow. So, so you know what? We should do this. We should go to break it. You're an amazing guy. We should talk about your background a little bit as an intelligence officer, but I just look at all this and talk to other in, in, Intel people. They're telling me this and you're saying, yeah, they're saying it's mainly Hezbollah, but then's funding Hamas. We see that all over the world right now. We could be seeing something way worse than that October 7th. Very, very soon here is what I'm hearing. We're going to break in 30 seconds, but are, are you concerned about terror attacks?
7: Uh, yes, I just don't know what kind because there's so many targets here that are so easy to find. And it's not like we've got a good grasp on infrastructure or at least key infrastructure. There's a lot of worry for a lot of reasons um, across a lot of different targets. It wasn't that hard to, uh, for example, to conduct a nine eleven. That, that did not take a lot of money. It didn't take a lot of training it didn't take a lot of uh technical know-how and there's a lot of ways that you can if you just do a simple red team of the american society there's a lot of ways you can attack stuff
2: aaron m stevenson's our guest wow i can talk to this guy for 10 hours so glad he's here i'm gonna we gotta come back for commercial free like two hours especially you can send us all the items you want to get to we're gonna come right back sir go right back into this stay with us and how we turn this around follow him on twitter and on substack we'll tell you about that when we come back but stay with us Because all these new listeners aren't buying stuff at Infowars.com. They're tuning in. I need the regular hardcore folks that have never gotten a film, a book, a water filtration system. They're all the best out there at Infowarsstore.com. Do your Christmas shopping with us or part of it. Don't fund the globalist. Infowarsstore.com. X2 back in stock with selling out. Incredible. Learn about iodine deficiency. Learn why we have the best. Good, clean hour. Incredible energy. Nobody's got a formula this strong or clean or powerful without hardly any letdown. It's so strong it has some letdown. TurboForceInfoWarStore.com or 888 253 3139. TurboForce X2, Vitamin Mineral Fusion, DNA Force Plus, Down and Out Sleep Support. The list goes on and on. Info War Store Christmas Mega Super Sale. Sells up to 60% off free shipping and double Patriot Point. Shop now. InfoWarStore.com. Or 888 253 3139.
4: You're listening to The Alex Jones Show.
6: The program leftists failed to silence. It's The Alex Jones Show.
2: I'm going to tweet this guy's Twitter out or X out here in a moment. Aaron M. Stevenson knows what he's talking about. And he's a Substack forward slash. We'll put it up on screen for you right there. Go ahead and scroll up a little bit so people can see it. Go ahead and click on the Substack. Let's put that on screen. And he's on Twitter at called underscore out underscore DHS. So just go to Aaron M. Stevenson on Twitter on X. Everybody should be absolutely... Um, following what this guy's saying and what he is talking about. So, so, Aaron, let's go 35,000 foot and then down to 10 feet here. I don't know if you ever talked about this because I followed you on Veritas. I followed your work. I I, I I probably missed it. Now you're talking about a DHS report you did off your work in Afghanistan, how you had decades tracking people but still missed some. And there's, nothing, there's no screening basically going on right now. Speak to that. And then I want to get into the sex trafficking, the slave labor, all of it. And then I want to talk second, third, fourth order events here. What is DHS going to do? We have imams everywhere saying, start killing, murdering people. I don't think the FBI, even though they're tracking these folks, are going to be able to control this. Maybe I'm wrong. What are they going to do when that happens? Because the political repercussions will be squarely at the feet of the Democratic Party. Maybe I'm wrong. So, Now you've got Democrat mayors like in New York saying no more illegals. We have Democrat senators like Mnuchin saying we're at capacity, but they've just got this leftist thing to get their new replacement migration, the replacement voters. So they've already kind of committed it. And I'm just wondering, I know you're all about facts, but where you extrapolate this going and then let's get into all the other, you know, facets. I mean, I know there's a ton of things to cover here. It makes my, makes my head swim.
7: No worries. Um, all right, so going uh, from the first thing you said there, specifically with vetting. So you recall in uh, August 2021, um, the, the the fall of Kabul, right, that whole airport rush? Um, we let in, what was it, 88,000 Afghans in a little time frame. Now, obviously, a lot of Americans, too. That was total m- number of people that came over, but most of those were just Afghans. So we were in that country for, give or take, about 20 years, and we collected it uh, just very, very thoroughly. So this is human intelligence. This is signals intelligence. We had all the biographic information as well as the biometric information. Like we dominated knowing the population. That was the whole intent of it from CENTCOM was to, you know, perform counterinsurgency to not piss off the people, but to dominate the population, know who we are dealing with. And to be fair, the ground guys there did a great job. Um, so in the this whole collapse of Kabul in uh, 2021, there was a lot of different uh, organizations that were trying to like find the good Afghans because there was a lot of good people there that were good sources or good interpreters they were uh, just you know very beneficial to a lot of american um, interests i would say and i was supporting as a uh, as a private contractor for uh, defense intelligence agency and national ground intelligence center in 2010 2011 2012 and i was supporting uh, basically a national level targeting uh, enterprise if you will a, a task force but it was high level you know nationwide we were like looking for bad guys And um, I met a lot of good friends there, right? So fast forward now from 2012, uh, some of these friends hit me up about this fall of Kabul in 2021 and they were asking immigration questions like in a a private signal chat. So I'm trying to answer, I'm like, yeah, you have to follow these forms or it's like, it's kind of like this, whatever. And I was asking a buddy of mine, like, dude, what is this thing? And this is what was called the digital Dunkirk. They were like, we're getting our friends the hell out of Afghanistan. Like there's a lot of bad stuff going on there. Like we're getting out the good ones now. And so for about 10 days, two weeks, give or take, I was just involved in all this, a lot of the chats for the non-combatant evacuation operation. So I saw a lot of what was going on, first off. But now, fast forward to February 2022. Uh, I go through this work document that I found at USCIS, unclassified, and it shows this like list of uh, 600 people, give or take. And I start going through there, just doing a basic you know, alien number search or checking out their uh, name, date of birth. Let's see this. Who are these guys? I have immigration systems. Who are these dudes? And it's all of a sudden like, bam, terrorist, bam, terrorist, bam, terrorist. And the problem is they weren't terrorists in Afghanistan coming over. It's once they got here, they landed in like Dulles Airport or Philadelphia. Two weeks later, they're on the watch list. Like the FBI designates them as a known suspected terrorist. And these were not just your like, you know, oh, this was a kid that ran like milk cartons for Taliban. No, no. These are like armed and dangerous tier one terrorist category 15 use arms and explosives those kind of people and so that's a great indicator to show you that despite a lot of people at that time doing a lot of vetting operations we were letting in literally dozens of known terrorists that doesn't include terrorists that we took off the watch list that doesn't include known security risks that dod took off their watch list we're talking like hundreds of maybe even even the thousands of dudes that should not be here because we wouldn't let them on base in Afghanistan because of a security risk. But yet they're allowed to come to this country, get work permits and just basically do whatever they want to do. So that just goes to show you that even when we collect a lot of information, when we have a lot of people looking at the problem, we still can't do the job that's needed to protect Americans. Yeah. So the the old policy was to
2: actually know what's going on. Now it's just blind everybody. I know you don't you don't have a crystal ball, but but talking to your other associates, and others, what was the thinking or speculate in DHS to do something this insane when they're going to be terror attacks? Uh, you said that earlier. I agree with you. There's not a question of if and when. What are they going to do? when everybody knows they brought them in.
7: I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. That's one. That's one big. Uh, I don't understand what they're doing because it doesn't fit with any. Like, okay, I get it when it, there's you know. So for example, the director of USCIS admitted and I have it on video where she's saying like, oh yeah, well there was a labor shortage in uh, August, 2021. So we're trying to get all these Afghans in the country. It's like, yeah, but you would still vet these people. Like there are still reasons why we can do things. And by the way, this is important too. So again, I was helping out a lot of different groups and you know, agencies, if you will, not federal agencies, but you know, private agencies that they were trying to find their friends, their sources, their interpreters to get them out of Afghanistan. We were working in a lot of parts of Afghanistan as well. So we had, you know, people that knew stuff that was going on in Kabul and uh, Mars. You
2: mentioned Dunkirk,
7: you know, uh, the
2: British expeditionary force is forced into the ocean. Uh, The British Navy can't do it. So thousands of private citizens in their own boats, sailboats, motorboats went and saved them. So, yeah, I know a lot of people that went over there, a lot of great patriots, former military current to save people they knew were good. So you've been involved in this before is what you're saying.
7: Yeah, it was called the digital Dunkirk. So I had never had boots on the ground in Afghanistan after 2012. But we were part of like the information operation where people are asking questions, being like, "Hey, we're trying to find out: does this guy have a, a pending visa? How do we file like a asylum request? Is there an advanced parole we can do?" There just quite, and then there's also you know communications. What's like, what roads are open? Hey, how do we get to the airport? Where are the checkpoints at? And we had like maps plotting out where the checkpoints were, and they were everywhere, by the way. But um, we had it well enough though to where we're even coordinating like. Aircraft and people were getting uh, contracts to get planes in Afghanistan, identify the people that are our friends and to fly them out of there. And we had planes of Americans on the final day, by the way, this is August 30th because they shut down the 31st. Um, we had planes of Americans as well and also green card holders, SIV holders, like people that we want out of that country off uh, off the tarmac, flying to Qatar, forced to be turned around by State Department. So they can manage. So the that, State Department right? wants can,
2: a bunch of unvetted people by the millions, but people that work for the U.S. for decades, uh, sometimes usually years, that we know are good people, they can't be saved. Why would you behave like that?
7: Can't make it make sense. The only thing that makes sense to me is power trip. Is they didn't make the clearance, they didn't coordinate it, so they won't get the credit. I, I don't know, but nothing else makes sense, especially in that and regard. Because you got a bunch of leftist
2: NGOs running it all. And directing the government, exactly. They're just crazy leftists.
7: Well, exactly. And this is their this is their this is their job. This is their baby. This is what they believe in. So they want to make their advances in their career. So anything that doesn't look good for them, they don't want others to do because that would probably get in their way as well. And again, this is your effect of it's not. And when we say the administrative state, when we say like the permanent government. I'm sorry, that includes NGOs and contractors because when you receive government money to do a government work for the government. That's just
2: an extension of government. Oh, the NGOs are the shadow government. Exactly. That's where the real action is. Exactly. I agree with you. So, so listen, I'm asking questions here. And I just need to stop. We haven't gotten into human trafficking, the slave labor, the sex slavery. Just just hit, hit, dump it all right now because we've got limited time. I want to have you back up. I appreciate your time. And we've only got like you know 20 minutes left here, but we should do like two hours commercial free. But just, I, I, I know nothing compared to you. So just all the greatest hits of tyranny that people need to know, that Congress needs to know. What do people need to know right now?
7: Okay, so especially with trafficking, because that's the thing that um, I really think that we should be focused on because we are still paying for that trafficking. So there are a total of five whistleblowers that worked together to create this uh, comments campaign, right? That was Tara Rodas, Carlos Arellano, Debbie White, Myra Moreno, and myself. And we basically got tipped off that there was a rule change by HHS which is going to essentially like codify their entire practice into like official law and policy. So that way, in order to change that, it would take a lot of work. It's not just like executive memo and they can move things around easily. So they were trying to calcify or solidify their practices. So we did this comments campaign, and Tara's on your show. And because of people like you, Alex, and because your listeners, we had the chance to get what was it, seventy-three thousand comments received into the Federal Register. Awesome job, people! Because that forced um, or that allowed, I guess the GOP senators to actually get involved here, and they responded with a letter where they said to HHS and ORR saying, if you guys push this thing through, you we are going to be forced then to do a what's called Congressional Review Act. And this is where the Congress has the ability to layer over some type of jurisdiction over the administrative state, over the executive branch of administrative law. So that was awesome. That was really, really cool. Um, we're waiting for them obviously to do that. And then we're going to be obviously very active in the future, probably after January, um, of how to get people involved. And that's going to be basically letters, emails, and calls to Congress. But we want to kind of coordinate this to make sure that we're effective again, because there was a lot of organization and coordination for the comments campaign. And that led to this next evolution of fighting back, which was awesome. Well, some other friends and I, we are starting now the same thing with CPS because, CPS and the foster system traffics a lot of children every single year. And when it comes to understanding trafficking, I hate to do this and make it sound so economical. But because this is a, a transaction, a financial transaction, look at it economically. So the biggest problem is the demand in the country. We are the biggest pr- uh, consumers when it comes to child porn, uh, pedophiles. We, we, we haven't talked about you. What was your process in just
2: a few minutes of seeing this and deciding to go public?
7: Um, I mean, I saw corruption pretty early. Uh, that was when I was at, when I, I became a fed in 2012 and I started seeing corruption when I was working at the national Targeting center for passengers and not like bad CBP officers, like, you know, like, Oh yeah, let this alien in. He's a terrorist. No, but more like the policy sucks. And this is just the thing where it's like, no, we we just, we, we have no authority here guys. Sorry. He's already got benefit. We gotta let the terrorist in. And, I was naive enough to think, okay, I'll go make a difference at USCIS because that's, that's where their first problem is then, right? So I went to go work for USCIS, and I started seeing these huge problems there as well. And I'm not going to lie to you. I, I basically dropped my pack uh, probably in about 2016, give or take, through 2019. And it was 2020 that turned me around. Um, I, would, I was not an atheist at the time. I did a whole like U-turn in life here. Uh, I saw a lot of lies in 2020, like a lot. And it just made me really think, like, how many lies – how many lies am i living right now and this is what kind of took me to really examine not only who i am but also like what am i doing am i really going to give this to my kids just hand it over to them like hey kids here is a society which does these horrible things or do i do something and i tried for a long time doing something i wrote intelligence reports so i was you're writing, saying god you know, touch
2: your conscience
7: um You'd probably definitely slapped me back on track <laughs> yeah right. so uh I, again I'm, I'm from an atheist uh I got baptized in 2022 um I'm Eastern Orthodox and I, I just I believe in all things through Christ and it's really not that hard it this is not a hard thing to, for example to protect kids this was our big reasoning basically for exactly God makes ca- it
2: really simple the evil's right out in the open now like the, that's the good part about this as bad as it is the choices are real clear now
7: oh yeah definitely keep going sorry I don't know. Um, yeah, just I, I got to the point where I just realized, you know, do I just give this over to my kids or not? Do I wanna hand this over to my, you know, it, it, I really look at that obviously from a bigger scale too, not just my children, but that entire generation of kids and what we did to them in 2020 of locking them out of schools. Because I was living in Virginia, by the way, in 2020. So I would go to DC uh, during the riots just to kind of walk around and like see what's going on. Just put a mask on, I have long hair. I could kind of fit in. But just to scope it out, really get understanding of what was going on. And I was also at the time coaching soccer. So I, you know, I knew kids in school out there and I would always ask them like, Hey, how's school going? And this is this, that these kids were out of school for like a year and a half. And I knew, I knew kids that were kind of underprivileged to be honest, but they were great athletes and they were going to get like scholarships to go to like Johns Hopkins being STEM programs and like do, and they just lost their will to learn. And this was a big, big effect when it came to Virginia, especially because they were left out of schools for like a year and a half and that things like that it's like we're adults we can kind of take you know something else but these are developing human beings these are young people that can be very easily swayed and just understanding the way we treated that entire generation it's like no we have to do some massive changes like there is there is going to be a lot of need for a lot of people to start making active choices it's no longer about sorry go on. no no i
2: totally no, it's no longer about
7: Yeah, it's just we can't just. It's not just about knowing information now. It's also about using information, and you've been a huge lift in that, obviously, for people. And so now it's time for people to go. Like, yeah, Alex is still with us. By the way, being back on Twitter, thank you, Elon, because you can continue doing this and get people involved to do what they have to do. For example, one of the things we want to do after the CPS, um, uh, I I say, thing we're going to do with CPS, we want to see if there's a way we can create like a. some type of parent oversight board over every county CPS. For example, every school district has a school board. Why can't we have the same oversight and jurisdiction over a, a CPS uh, county level asset? Because there's a lot of need for CPS. I'm not going to say it should be no, absolutely. On. There's there a lot there of. So kids. let me ask you
2: that exactly. How does CPS deal with hundreds of thousands, millions of kids, eighty-something thousand that testified in Congress a month ago, or d- disappeared? How do they deal with that? Because you know, the average family does something small CPS comes, but then what do you do with children in slave labor? Uh, what do you do with children in sex slavery? Like, this is crazy.
7: Um, well, that's a problem because there are kids that need help. So we're, I'm not trying to say like turn off CPS. However, there needs to be a massive change. Uh, Nan- uh, I forgot the Senator's name from Georgia, something Schaefer, or maybe she was Arkansas. She was onto a big thing about trafficking in CPS before her very untimely death, which may have been murder. Um yeah. it definitely looks to me though as yeah, there is a need for for something. And this is why CPS still exists though, because they are a just like this for profit prisons, this is a for profit industry. This is a lot of money coming from like Title Four E funding, Title Four funding, title I think four D funding. It's a lot of money which sustains these things that's Yeah, we hear need.
2: about churches and synagogues and and mosques that are helping the migrants. No, they're making money off it.
7: Yep. Absolutely. And this is where the, the big problems are with these NGOs. And it's not just the big ones, the Catholic charities. Absolutely. They're involved. And there's, you know, the, there, there's the whole list of them. HHS data is available. You can find the money flow pretty easily, but it's also very, very small organizations as well. Uh, down in Ajo, Arizona, um, I think it was by Lukeville. There are maybe 30 or so very, very open border, very leftist NGOs, which are literally the facilitators. They are the actual logistics in this whole operation. They move the people from the initial DHS collection point into like Phoenix. They're the bus drivers. They're the sandwich providers. And I'm sorry to say, but these things matter. If you don't have that infrastructure, you couldn't do these operations. So there absolutely has to be some type of investigation and enforcement arm to uh, take away their 501c3 status, to take away their NGO status. I think a lot of contracts that have proven an inability to prevent trafficking – they need to have their contracts cut for costs. No, like, let me ask this again? question.
2: If people say, oh, the DHS or traders for still being at their jobs. I'm not there, though i study this, so, so I can't make the call. But what if they all just walked off? It, the backup would be so huge. The collapse would be so huge. It'd be terrible for those waves of people who were part of that. But it kind of feels like, to me, that might really bring it to a hand if you didn't have this full government mobilization to then cover it up and transport them into the CONUS.
7: I mean, yes. However, you know, we don't live life in a vacuum. So no matter what we do, they're going to respond. Right. So if the, the good people at DHS and there are good people there, if they did um, become more, I guess, resolute in their oath to protect the American people and American law, if they actually stood up against this thing, they'll get fired. I, I was one of them. But let's say it happens at a rate of like 35 percent. OK, fine. Then the government would go out and find a contractor to do the work anyways. It'll be even shoddier work. So And then and then they even
2: use that to then cull and purge. So that, that's a real paradox. They they purge the military, they purge all these agencies, and, and then they convert it to pure
7: NGOs, as you were saying. Exactly. Um this is you see the same thing with when it comes to the military. They were cutting off uh, for example, like all the MOSs or the jobs of like cooks and supply. They converted those into contracts. And it's like why? Because when you get the so field. So we need Congress Marines. to act and, 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 and put it back the way it was before. Yes. However, I and I really do believe this part as well, you need a strong executive to actually do this work. Um, you're going to need someone to be very resolute, to be very thorough in uh, a washing of the deep state environment from the executive branch. Yeah, there is exactly. A- the left says, oh, Trump's going to purge us. Well, they've already purged
2: Americans out of this. So yeah, you're going to have to go in and remove these people that are that are leftist cult members.
7: Exactly. I I've written. I already told you about the one intel report I wrote unclassified about all the terrorists in the country and where they came from, what groups, what you know, whatever. Right. I did the same thing when it came to transnational organized criminals. How many we were seeing? Where are they coming from? From what countries? What gang they belong to? And what was their immigration like route? How are they doing this within the legal immigration context? And that answered a bunch of questions on uh, the national priority intelligence framework or the nipf this is like the, the grand structure of intelligence collection and analysis in america comes off from the executive obviously and we were i was responding to very specific questions on this thing it was a com- entirely objective article it was basically math and it just talked about numbers of very very simple uh structures of you know how this whole thing operates i wrote two reports and this took over about a period of about two and a half years Both of them got denied. Now, the reason why they got denied, by the way, it's not because my boss said no or my division chief said no. It wasn't because of USCIS said no. It's because that organization, RAO, the refugee and asylum, they interjected and said, we don't want this thing published. But they have no release authority. They can't go in there and do that. For the same way as an intelligence analyst for working for USCIS, I couldn't go into their cases and say, oh, I denied that adjudication. Nope. I overturned that case. I have no authority to do so. However, this is cultural power within USCIS. This organization was able to block intelligence reporting that they had no authority to do so. And by the way, this is so key because
2: I've been asking for years. All these Islamists coming across, sex traffickers, MS-13, DHS doesn't even know. No, they do know. People like you are filing reports. They're just being put into the deep six.
7: Oh yeah. So we did another, um, this is a very short example here. We did a very short study on Chinese espionage cases going back to like 2015 to 2020, right? How many FBI convictions have there been of Chinese like foreign, you know, spy actors basically found a bunch. I think it was like total of a couple hundred and it wasn't all like just Chinese foreign nationals. There were some Americans of all of the two, but so I went through the USCIS system and just did name searches, which by the way, is very, very hard because, their names don't exactly match up to Western you know, alphabet. So finding like seven of them was kind of a big deal. And we found seven of them. And when I'm going through these things, tips were coming in from people saying like, Hey, that guy's part of the communist party. And they had their name. They had their immigration status. They knew who these people. Hold were, on. Were Aaron like, Stevenson.
2: Stay there. Do five more minutes with us. You got to come back soon. People should follow him on X and on his sub stack. We'll put it all on the screen. When we come back, Aaron M Stevenson. Wow. We need more people like this guy. Stay with us. When I say this, I mean it from the very bottom of my heart. I want to say thank you to all the viewers and listeners for supporting the broadcast over the years. We together have changed the world at an incredible level. And I want to salute the crew as well and all of our sponsors and supporters. Ladies and gentlemen, wow, the fight has really been joined with the globalist and as we go into 2024 the most important election in world history it is now more important than ever to get around the censors and override the globalists so keep spreading the word about the broadcast keep sharing the articles and videos keep praying for the broadcast and our reporters and the crew and shop at InfoWarsStore.com where for Christmas we have the biggest sales of the year double Patriot points, store wide free shipping up to 60% off on products like BrainForce Plus, Brain Force Ultra Turbo Force is back in stock X2 is back in stock, That's Beach is back in stock. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, it's all there. My new book, The Great Awakening. Do your Christmas shopping there. Get great products and fund the info war. Thank you.